Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm Anxious AF. Welcome back to the podcast. So, this week's episode is pretty intense. I'm talking to my friend Maria. She's a writer, an activist, and a filmmaker. We discuss being a highly sensitive person, and we talk about how it breeds paranoia. We talk about safety, gun control, police brutality, social media, and self-care, which is extremely important, especially now. So here's my chat with Maria. As always, thank you for listening. Are you a highly sensitive person, Maria? I'm a very highly sensitive person. (laughs) When did you discover you were a sensitive person? I guess, like, in the recent five years. Before that, I was in complete denial. I thought I was super cold. And it turns out, no, actually, you feel everything very strongly. You would just push it away. Was yeah. it physical, too? Do you feel like your heart pounding? Is it? Does it take a more physical... Does it affect you physically rather than just, like, emotional? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, my heart pounding. Um, sometimes I get, like, sick. Like, I feel uh, nauseous, basically. What kind of situations bring that on? I One thing that really bothers me is, like, bullying. Like, people being mean to other people. And if I see that, it really, really... Like, I feel it in my stomach and my body. It really affects me. It really, yeah, it makes me very upset. Yeah, do you feel like you take on... Uh, you take on like empathy, like other people's emotions strongly too. Yeah, unfortunately. That's, I, that's me too. So, yeah, I, you know, I have a hard time dealing with my own and then I take on other people's as well. It's just like, oh God. Yeah, it's like crippling. Yeah. 100%. For me, when with everything happening right now, I feel like I can't function. Like, I just, <laughs> I feel like it, I take on like that sadness like really strong yes me too and it's so weird that you mentioned that um i also feel like i take on like like i don't know it really affects me it it affects my day-to-day but it also makes me really paranoid of everyone and everything um on my way here actually i was really paranoid of a guy on the subway um so he was sitting at the end of at the end of the subway and he was um asking people the time and, it, and it's like, there's no big deal. And I've dealt with people who, who have like clear signs of mental illness. I've dealt with that. And it's the subway and the path. Like, you know, like we're used to that. But there was something about him. And then I just started imagining all of the shootings that happened and how they happened. There was something like really weird about him. He just kept at like talking to people, like going up to sit next to people. And he kept asking people the time. And then he took out a pen and started writing the time on the subway. And I'm like, oh my God, I was freaking out. And everybody's on their phone. Nobody's noticing except for one guy across from me. We looked at each other and he was feeling exactly what I was feeling. We looked at each other and we were like, there's something off. Like, what do we do? Do we report him? I thought about getting off the subway, but I'm like, nah, I'm in a state because no one's paying attention. Like if something happens, then it's my job to like jump on this guy or something. Yeah, and I just started, like, getting really paranoid. One guy opened uh, Red Bull, and I was like, what if that's his last drink? And then I, like, thought, what if this guy pulls out a gun right now and just starts shooting people? Is this going to—these are the people that I'm going to die with? Like, he really freaked me out. No, it's like I have the same thing where it's just like I was at 
I went to see Black Panther and uh, it wasn't that many people in the theater, but I was just like, are these going to be the people I die with? Like, it was just immediate. There yeah. was no, there was no suspicious person, like your situation, but it was just like, every time I go in public, like somewhere, I'm always like, now I'm more on edge than I used to be. And, you know, I think we both lived in this, the New York, New Jersey-ish area for a long time and like shit happens, but like, I feel like it's turned up a yes. little bit more now. And someone that's highly sensitive and anxious, it just it brings it to like a whole new level and I'm just like I can't and I always tell people because my parents are super paranoid of me living in New York like I'm from Massachusetts and they've been like I've lived here for almost 10 years now and my parents are always like I don't know why you live there it's so dangerous but then I'm like look at everything that's happening everywhere especially now like you can be anywhere you can be where they are unfortunately I think that's the thing that before it was like certain areas and certain parts and now it's become that you can literally be anywhere you can be in a nightclub you can be in a supermarket you can be out in the street you can be anywhere and I think that's what has people so much on edge especially like us empaths like we're like we're feeling like Man, I wasn't only feeling what I was feeling. I was also feeling the guy across from me because he looked really nervous. And this guy, he kept going into his bag. He kept writing stuff on the wall at different times. He wrote 613, 617. And I was freaking out. I'm like, why is he writing the times? And I'm like, do I tell him to leave? Am I that person that's going to be trying to kick this guy out? Do I? And I was thinking, like, you know, underground, there's no service. Like, if we're screwed if something happens. Like, there's not, there's no way to get in contact with anyone. And I was thinking there should be, like, a button in the subway, something that you can write a message like oh I'm worried like discreetly like I'm worried about someone on the train it's suspicious you know could could you send someone you know just to feel better but I'm worried that will turn into like something super racist or something like that I read somewhere there's like an app that they were that's either they're building or it's already out like for when you're in an uber or something like that that you can just like discreetly like send a message or something for like look for help I don't know if it's still a thing, but I was like, I would love that on like, the, like you said, like on the train somewhere, or like, yeah, because it's just like I've been thinking now, like I'm thinking escape routes yeah. now, like that's where my brain's going. It's like you never know, you know, and that's what I was feeling on the on the path train. I was like, I was like, this could be it, and I and I there was a part of me that was like, oh Maria, don't be ridiculous, like there's no way, but then I'm also like, no, it's been happening so frequently, like it could be me, like this could be it, like I don't know if this is you too, but I've been having uh, more dreams related to shootings now. I feel like I'm in, I'm dreaming that I'm in more situations that like I'm in a room with somebody with a gun like I'll wake up and be like I can't go back to sleep now because that was like really intense I don't know if you've had like dreams where it's just like where your emotions get so much of you that you start like crying yes or like just like extremely scared but that's that's me more now than I think it's been in a long time and that's what's sort of scaring me to be an anxious person in in this time you know what I mean yeah I mean I've definitely had dreams that I've woken up from and just crying my eyes out I think I have I definitely when I when I have like a really bad day my dream kind of uh like uh, what, what, what would be the word like my dream kind of takes that on and I and I have a dream where everything is really horrible uh, luckily for me and not that I can remember I haven't had any shooting dreams I'm very fortunate yeah but I I'm very paranoid walking yeah, and especially, like, before I could feel people's, like, emotions, and now it's, like, 
I add paranoia to that, and it's a whole nother story. It's it's kind of terrible, actually. It's more like being in public, crowded places. It's really changed that for me. It's like I don't know. It's just such a different situation because it's it's New York City, it's Jersey City. There are people who will try to mug you or whatever, you know. But it's different when with a mass shooting, it's like it's just such a different experience. Like it's such a different. Um, level of paranoia than just worried someone might take your phone and run, you know? Yeah. I think now, especially with, like, more people being active and, and trying to pursue actual change, I'm hoping that in the next few years that there will be some sort of gun control situation, but... I do, too. Who knows? I do, too. Because I just, love money. Yeah. I just kept thinking, like, about that guy who didn't seem completely mentally stable, and I just kept thinking, like... He could probably buy a gun if he wanted to at this point. Like, he could probably... And it's like, how, who would sell a gun to this guy? These are all thoughts that I had. I'm like, oh, like, how... You know, how could he get a gun? Like, that that should not be allowed. I'm trying to not let it consume me because I've been saying to other people that have been having similar conversations, it's, it's that we don't want to stop living our lives, you know. We should also be, like, living each day like it's our last in that sense that we should, like, not take living for granted. Yeah. But it's become, like, I was just like, I don't know how I can turn it off. Yeah. I don't know how I can, like not think about it but I want to just be able to like go somewhere in public and you know just enjoy being here for as long as I'm going to be here it's difficult because it's like there's there is no safe place even uh, the shooting with Amy Schumer's film happened in the movie theater like there is no safe place like they get like if it happened once I think once it happened to um, the babies of Sandy Hook like literal yeah, babies they don't care about then that's it then that's you know you know that that's it like yeah. you're not safe anywhere basically and it and it's that kind of feeling like to feel like you, you're saying uh, live each day like it, it was your last and now the possibility is very real and that's a hard thing to cope with like I'm I feel you I understand 100% it's not easy yeah I think I think all of the U.S. needs, like, a group hug and therapy. <laughs> like, a nice, warm hug less and guns, some therapy. Less guns, more hugs. Yeah, more hugs, more, more. I don't know, heart-to-hearts, more kindness, more compassion. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I would say with pol- like political parties, like, I feel like there's just a party that cares about humans and there's a party that doesn't. And that's, like, there's a party that loves money more than people. Yeah. And it's just like that's where we've been at and they're basically admitting it at this point yeah it's always been that way but it's now more out in the open and the hatred is more out in the open and people feel like they can spread that hate further with the more ways that we've made for our opinions to be out in the open with like you know even podcasting with social media with all of that and people can just haters can be out here yeah and they can be saying whatever they want and purchasing all the guns they want yeah that's <laughs> true like, yeah it i just don't i just feel like we, i don't know i don't remember ever any time in our lifetime that it's been it's been this out in the yeah. open you felt this paranoid yeah. yeah yeah definitely because it hasn't and especially i think social media um you know it's it's great because it, it really does unite people but simultaneously we're fed with all of these images all day and it does like there's no escaping them so you you really feel that paranoia and i don't think we should like turn away from 
the images because we should know what's going on around us in the, in the world but it it can be a lot like all these images and you hear especially kids like teenagers you you hear all of the you know uh from um the the, the shooting the um they there were people like snapchatting it you know they had put those videos online yeah you know from the shooting and that's that's hard to watch that's hard to and it makes you paranoid it makes you really scared of of people all, all i know is that some people should not be able to get their hands on a gun right how to fix that i'm not really sure i'm just looking to other countries who have solved it you yeah. know as a guideline but it's like very very Even just seeing the statistics and how many shootings there have been in the U.S. or yeah. any other country. Yeah. And it's just like, clearly other countries are doing something different. Yes, and yes. And not, this isn't happening all the time. They're taking care of their citizens. I, yeah. And that's that's another thing. I feel like very disappointed in the U.S. I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel kind of like my country isn't taking care of me. I feel kind of almost like hurt by the U.S., almost like, it's it's turned its back on its citizens you know and that kind of feeling it's like really like almost displacement it's like it's a it's a crappy feeling yeah it's not only the violence but it's also just like the fact that there's all these like anti-immigration conversations and police brutality related shootings and even just like the fact that like people are putting like you said snapchatting when that's happening or like when uh the Flando Castile's uh, murder was on Facebook Live. Wow. Uh, like I didn't his, even know that. His, I saw the video, but I didn't know yeah. it was live. Yeah, she put it on Facebook Live, I believe, like, wow. when it was happening. Um, That's and crazy. still, like, nothing happened. Yeah. I think now more than ever, like, my anxiety kicks in. Like, I, I get anxious for the people around me when I see police. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to take on, especially, like you said, all everything happening. Um, the, the one good thing, um, I mean, it's not, I don't want to even say good is the wrong word, but, but the fact that the shootings that are happening to black people that have been happening forever, this is not something new. This is something that's been going on forever. Right. And now we're getting to see it. You know, I Life. think, yes, I think, I think it sucks that it, they're still happening, but I think it's a good thing that people are getting to see it because I think more people are becoming aware of how bad it really is and how much it's always been. Yeah. yeah and how much police really don't care about black people yeah i think it's i think it's becoming more apparent to people because they're seeing it everywhere and you're like whoa like this is really happening yeah there's proof now and there's also proof that they really do not care yeah <laughs> that it just keeps happening and just all the constantly time. cops are being acquitted for shooting someone and killing them yeah. For no reason. I just uh, read one. Um, I don't remember where it was. and might have happened a few days ago. This 14-year-old boy. Did you hear? He missed his bus stop and ended no. up in this neighborhood. He went to go ring the doorbell to ask people like where he was. And the woman started yelling at him. And the husband grabbed a gun and shot at him. Um, and the guy, the the boy, who was 14, started running. Luckily, it missed him, but he he said that he like hid in a corner and started crying, because he's a kid. He's 14, and he said he doesn't look his age, so he looked about maybe like 17, 18. Yeah, that's insane. Still to no me. excuse. That's crazy. Like, like that's insane to me. Like, like, and the fact that people just feel like that's the image that we have of somebody that's black is yeah. that they're dangerous. And yeah. No matter what age they are. Yeah. Like, that we're so paranoid as a 
as a society of other people, other human beings. It's, it's nuts. And it's like, I don't, there was just a time where I was like, my anxiety, and I don't know if this is, you can say if it's you or not, but I, as someone that feels so much, like there was a time where I was like, okay, well I can't, for myself I have to step away from reading about what's happening. But then it's like, that's selfish in that way to remove yourself. Yes. Because you should be informed of what's going on. But yes. I was like, I don't know. Like, then it's like, I don't want to wallow in that. Yes. And I want to do something. And then it's like, what do you do? And then there's anxiety about what what should you do? And what is your, what's your role? And yeah. what can you be involved in? You know what I mean? Like, it's such a weird, it's just like, it brings more questions answer yeah no i i completely feel you on that like i'm a brown afro latin woman i'm very proud of it but i still feel like when like i have a choice to turn some of this stuff off you know and i feel like that's a certain type of privilege for me that you know a lot of it lucky for me has not affected me directly there are brown women out there that it has impacted them directly for me i'm very lucky because i haven't been one of them i've been very privileged my whole life you know, my parents have always kept me really, really, like, safe. And I'm not saying that if you are a victim of this or, or have a family member shot or anything, that your parents weren't keeping you safe. But I'm just saying somehow it has not affected me directly. But, you know, there's a... there's a You have to take care of yourself. You have to put the news away sometimes because it really messes with your head. But to completely stay uninformed, I think that's just a total cop-out. You know, but there needs to be a balance. You also, you shouldn't feel guilty about taking some time for yourself because it's a lot. It's a lot to handle, you know. Um, what what eases my, like, pains is just trying to take action in any way I can, um, like supporting the community in any way I can, um, joining protests when I can join them, listening to people. That's, you know, listening to people whose experiences are different than mine, seeing how I can help them out just yeah taking action for me it's like the biggest um like fighter of like like sadness and all of the pain that i'm feeling from everything is that like would you consider that like your self-care as well um i think for me it's escaping by watching like netflix movies (laughs) like films like cinema has always been a big escape for me so like i'll just like watch movies or something and for me that's like enough uh but the taking action I think it's also, yeah, like it's it's um, it's self-care in a way because it's all that pain that I'm feeling. I feel like I'm taking like my broken heart and I'm putting it into action. And what do you, is there a type of show that you gravitate towards when you, when you want to go to Netflix or when you want to kind of step away? I love Disney, <laughs> like Disney movies. Um, uh, what else do I like? Uh, anything with fantasy, fairies, you know, unicorns. I like, like, really mushy, like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's 100% me. I need, for me, I need something that has, that I don't have to commit to, that yeah. I can just, like, follow along. And it's like, yeah, fantasy, fairy, like, something that I know yeah. for sure definitely ain't real. <laughs> and I can just, like, watch and be like, oh, okay. Like, there's no conflict here. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I was actually so part of the the highly like realizing that I was highly sensitive was like 
was the fact that like I for me I I, um, I have like a fear of conflict yeah. in just daily life so um, I was like I need a movie that's like or I need to watch shows that don't have like conflict that's like that has juice to it you know what I mean yeah. like I, I, I used to watch a lot of um, like USA shows that they're just kind of like one-off episodes that you don't have to follow. Like they're just like we solved the crime at the end. Yeah. Like yeah. then I used I used to do that for with SVU, but then you're like, but now that I'm older <laughs> and that that show's been on, I'm just like, that's too real now. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't. People used to, it used to be like a comfort thing, but because like at the end of the day, the person would get arrested, and then. Yeah. But then I'm like, that's a problem. Like this show is problematic. Like I don't know why people want to watch shows that glorify these real life events that happen. It's really funny because like I said, like when I was younger, I was in denial over the fact that I was so sensitive. You know, I would try to like pretend that I'm super cold, but even though I felt everything very deeply um, and I used to gravitate more towards shows that were uh, more cerebral, more like thrillers and you know, I didn't really mind like gore or anything and now as I'm older, I can't watch anything with gore in it, like no blood, no no anything. It has to be like like beautiful, like happy ending. Like the last thing I, I saw on Netflix was Stardust, which I loved by the way. What is that? Is that a? It's a it's a movie about a star. Claire Danes is in it. She falls from the sky. She's a star. Yeah. So like, and it's so, and it's a fairy tale, and it has a happy ending, and it's adorable. Like that for me is like perfect now. Like that's oh what God. I want to watch. Yeah. No. That's that's what I mean. Like I must have happy endings only. Yeah. It's got to be like, like for me, Frozen to me, like that movie yeah. was like I gravitated towards Olaf. Because he was like oh, a genuine, like, good-natured character. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, he's so wholesome. <laughs> he's so cute. And now, like, on Tumblr, I don't know if you use Tumblr, but I've learned. I've gone back to it. I'm now a, I act like a 19-year-old girl. Uh, I don't, but tell me about it. Like, I uh, I only follow, like, wholesome, there's, like, wholesome memes Tumblr. <laughs> wholesome memes Tumblr. And it's just, like, all about, like, loving yourself and, Aww. like, like stuff to like motivational not necessarily motivational quotes but like just like motivational memes yeah to like keep you going and i'm like that's all that i'm doing with my life now i'm trying to like get the dose of the positivity somewhere because i just feel like you can like you said there's got to be a balance there's got to be yeah you can't surround yourself in constant negativity yeah with all those images all day yeah you need to find something some sort of outlet to stay positive and also like you can't help anyone else if you don't take care of yourself first. First, you need an established foundation of self-love if you want to give that to other people. So first, like, it's, it's always, you always start with yourself, always, with everything. Any change you want to make, it always starts within you, within yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like self-preservation. Yeah. Like, what do I have to do to make myself feel happy and healthy? Yeah, to stay positive. And that's when my battery on my recorder died. Uh, this is one of the first interviews I ever recorded, so I'm new to this, so please cut me some slack. Regardless, I think these conversations are super important to have. We can't stay silent about gun control and police brutality and things of that nature, especially not now. But you also have to remember to take care of yourself. On that note, I talk about there being an app to be safe in an Uber. It's called Noonlight. So basically you hold the button down 
and release it while you're in the Uber, and the police will get your location. Uh, the downside to it, unfortunately, is that it's $3 a month. But I just wanted to put it out there so you know in case anybody needs that information. Uh, thanks so much to Maria for being on the show. Follow her on Twitter. The link is in the episode description. Please follow us on all the socials at AnxiousAFShow. Check out our website at AnxiousAFShow.com. Email me at AnxiousAFShow at gmail.com if you have any questions, ideas for future episodes, future guests, stuff like that. Music for this episode and all the episodes are by Garrett Rose. The link to his work is in the description box. You are edited and mixed by Brian Castillo. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.